the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome, everybody, to Southern California Live. Scott Furrow here with you today for Hour 2 on this Wednesday edition of SoCal Live. Wednesday, May 11th. Good to be with you once again for Hour 2. We're on the air every day from 3 to 5 from KKLA in Los Angeles, also on KPRZ in San Diego. And we're going to have some conversation about the issues of the day, the things going on in our world. And it's always good to be with you. You can join the conversation at any time, 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. And if you want to email the show, you can email me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. And uh, you should do that as long as we still have electricity. Uh, Because what I keep hearing and what I've been reading in the paper today is that electricity is going to be in short supply in California. So a week or two ago, we talked about how the water supply is going to be low for many people, especially in the northern area of L.A. County, Ventura, and uh, that part of our region. And I think everywhere it's going to be low. I think all the counties will follow suit eventually with some water restrictions. Well, now we're hearing about energy restrictions uh, more and more, uh, you know, good news on that front. But actually, what we did when we talked about the water was so many of you had great advice on how to save water. And, you know, I think that people found that very, very helpful. Here's what I want to ask you during this segment here is, do you have good advice on how to save energy in your home? Like, are there ways that you have actually cut down your electric bill? What are the things that have allowed you to save electricity? What are some smart ideas that maybe nobody's thought of that actually most people can actually do? I'm one of those people, and I've become my dad. I just run around and I turn lights off all the time. Somebody was making fun of me for that yesterday. They said, you are the only one around here who shuts off all the lights in all the room. And I do. I didn't even realize that it was kind of a habit that I just go around and, and I shut off the lights. I don't know that I'm doing it in a way that I... Uh, um, in, in trying to save energy. I, I am, I think, subconsciously, yes, I would like to, to save energy. But I also think that I've just got in the habit of shutting off lights. Like, oh, why are those things on there? Maybe it's just not very efficient. I don't know. Tell us how you would save energy. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Uh, so California, according to the news today, will likely have another, according to AP, Associated Press will have another energy shortfall equivalent to what it takes to power about 1.3 million homes when we hit our peak energy usage uh, during the hot and dry summer months that are coming up this summer. And in fact, uh, I think begin this weekend. It's supposed to start getting really hot this weekend. And uh, so that means air conditionings are going to come on, not just the home, but also in workplaces. Um, People will be uh, just using more and more energy. California is in a process that is controversial to some respect, not the idea to do it, but the success of it is rather questionable. California is in the process of transitioning its grid away from power sources that emit greenhouse gases to carbon-free sources such as solar and wind power. Um, But what's happening is as old power plants prepare to be retired, including one that's been in the news recently, the Diablo Canyon nuclear power plant, 
uh, the state has fewer and fewer options available. And by 2025, right now, the state is going to lose 6,000 megawatts of power due to planned power, power plant shutdowns. And the problem is we're not building new ones. And we are buying energy from other states uh, to fill the gap. But the other states that we buy from, Arizona, Colorado, some other states, uh, they are having energy problems too. And one of the things that they are dealing with is, uh, hey, if we don't have enough energy for our people, we sure we sure don't want to be sending it to you Californians uh, and make our people have the uh, the brownouts during the week. You know, or have energy problems here. You got to get your own solution, and there is internally, and I've heard from my my internal sources because I know some people in the energy business who are just fed up and angry with California because we're not building new plants. We're buying more and more from other states, but now the other states are saying we can't keep up with California's demand, even our own demand. The drought is causing problems because the hydropower is less efficient. There was a power plant that was going to be built in Arizona, and uh, for political reasons, it got voted down. And uh, so that plant will not be built. That would have affected us. It would have helped us out. It is uh, a very significant problem that we're having. So my my friends who are a little panicky, who are out of the state, you know, maybe they're not. Maybe they're right. They're like, Scott, you need to go buy a generator. You need to do it this summer. And I'm going, yeah, but you need gas to run the generator. You know, that costs a million dollars, too. Maybe I'll just sweat it out. Um this is going to be an uh, an issue for our state, and it's going to impact people. Uh, once again, these things always impact uh, the people who are struggling the most, the people who are on the lower end of the income scale in our in our cities. Um, and we should be aware of that. Uh, the cabinet secretary for G- Governor Gavin Newsom, Ana uh, uh, Meadow Santos, uh, she refused when asked to share details about what other actions the administration might be doing to ensure reliability of the electric grid, uh, only saying that he is looking at a range of different actions. Uh, recently, he said he was open to keeping the Diablo Canyon nuclear plant open beyond the 2025 closing. I think that's probably going to happen. Uh, I don't think he's going to really have much of a choice. Do you have thoughts about this? You care about the nuclear power debate like that? Most people say that's the cleanest energy, that that is the energy we should be looking at, that other countries have developed even uh, just neighborhood-based nuclear plants. Are we afraid of that? Is that the reason we might be? Um, you know, you know, kids playing with matches nearby it or something. I don't know. Um, but some places in France, France, they got really good at it. So your local neighborhood, there's a little nuclear plant down at the end of the block, and it powers all of the houses in a clean way. It's far more efficient um, than wind power or solar power. Um, but it's expensive, and it makes people nervous. And I understand that. It it kind of makes me nervous. Uh, the San Onofre nuclear plant was shut down. It's uh, just south of San Clemente, north of the San Diego area cities and was shut down a few years ago because somebody broke it. They were moving a fan or trading out a fan in in it. And uh, I imagine they used the word oops when they banged the fan into the concrete and it cracked. And I guess that uh, created a problem. I always wonder every time I drive by that, is, am I getting sick by driving by this thing? California has set a goal of getting 100% of our electricity from non-carbon sources by 2045 with benchmarks along the way, including getting 60% by 2030. Last week, and this is according to AP, a system operator, maybe you saw this in the news. I saw it, but there's a detail in this AP story that I didn't notice before that I think is very relevant. AP is saying that a system operator said that our grid in California hit 
a 99% uh, rate of energy from non-carbon sources. Now, I thought when I read that the first time that like for one day, maybe we were just using our own grid, that maybe for some reason that day, the temperatures were mild, energy, you know, air conditioners, heaters, they didn't come on, and uh, we just used clean energy. But no, this article says that happened around 3 p.m. and it only lasted for a few minutes. I do not understand how they even know that. But that apparently was the reason. So here's my question for you. How do you save money on electricity? What advice would you have for our listeners? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Have you had a really high electric bill and you were able to get that bill down? What did you do? Was there something that you gave up on? Was there a problem with your bill? Recently, we got a bill for like $800 and the way we got it down, we called and we said, hey, our bill's $800. And they said it shouldn't be. And we said, you are right. Uh, and they made some kind of weird, weird mistake. If you get some crazy bill, you know, call them up, find out what's going on with that. 888-528-2557. When we talked about water, people had all kinds of great ideas about drip systems, uh, about using recycled water in the house uh, and different systems. I didn't realize that you can go buy things from Home Depot so you can collect rainwater if we ever have rain and uh, keep that, that somebody had the simple idea of whenever you turn on your sink, your washing dishes or you are um, you're washing dishes or you're, you're brushing your teeth or doing something that you should have a container next to you so that it catches the water that would otherwise go down the drain. So instead of letting that water all go down the drain, what you do is you save that and then you use that water to go out and water your plants or use it uh, for some other use. And that way you didn't waste it. I thought that's a you know brilliant idea to not waste water. Do you have a brilliant idea for saving electricity in your home? Would love to hear about that if you do. There is a, a lot of challenges with that. I think it's important. You know, I think the energy production is important. My My thought has been we really ought to, you know, as fast as as the government got together to um, try to develop the uh, the COVID vaccines, right? And the Operation Warp Speed for that. We ought to have an Operation Warp Speed for power, for electric power. Imagine if we could really resolve this. Is nuclear the best? Is there a way to do it safe? Is solar power the best? Is there a way to do it that is efficient, uh, a way to do it that also doesn't damage the environment? That's one of the other things is that sometimes the, the green energy um, what you have to do to get the green energy creates other environmental problems. So you're not really uh, doing what you thought you were going to be doing to save the environment. Uh, I think as, as Christians, we need to be stewards of the earth, you know, regardless of what one might think about uh, global warming, you know, there's controversy for so many reasons. And if you read the AP article, there's a big part about it that says all this is happening because of global warming. Um, I was glad that it also mentioned that it's happening because we're not building more power plants, but we have all these more, you know, more and more people using power. That's the uh, the reason. Um, but as Christians, as people who should be stewards of the earth, we really should care about this. We really should have uh, some reason to do it. California is passing a lot of rules, though, that that we cheat when we say we're using clean energy because we take it from Colorado, for example, other states that are using coal. And so some of our power that we're using to power up our our electric cars, our Teslas or whatever, is not clean energy. Uh, We say it is, but it's not. It's coming, about 33% of our power is taken from other states and growing that way. Don't you think there ought to be a way? Don't you think there ought to be a real reason 
uh, a real way for us to deal with environmental things in a safe way. I was reading an article from January about the California Public Utilities Commission um, that is through different regulations, actually poised to kill off rooftop solar, which I thought was really strange. And this article is from The Hill, thehill.com. And it says that uh, in doing so, we're damaging climate, of course, but also damaging health. Here's a statistic. Can this be true? This is what it says. Um, The California Public Utilities Commission is poised to kill off much of the rooftop solar Uh, industry in California, which will result in the use of more polluting natural gas and biomass electricity, as well as dirty electricity imported from out of state. The use of the new dirty electricity will raise air pollution death rates in California above the 12,000 per year who perish in the state already. Do we have 12,000 deaths every year due to air pollution in California? I guess we do. That seems like a lot. I I never would have said that. I guess that makes sense, right? We know that pollution is damaging. We know that it affects our lungs. We go in and breathe in. And and that's, you know, the pollution, at least my experience, I think it's better, right? We don't have to cancel recess in schools because we've got stage two very often anymore. Remember that? You check the news in the morning to see what the weather is. And the weather was about how bad the smog was in Los Angeles and whether or not there was going to be, you had to stay inside in school for recess or other stuff. You had stage one alerts, stage two alerts. 12,000 people, they estimate, perish. Uh, So what this article is trying to say is we're going to kill more people with whatever we're doing. It's always the threat. And maybe that's true uh, that that's happening. That's that's a lot. Uh, And it says most of these additional deaths will be in poor communities in the Los Angeles Basin and Central Valley, where pollution levels are already the highest in the state. See, this is another reason why we think, oh, I think we need to get some things done. Well, I think that this is, as we grow in more and more people, I realize people are leaving California, but the, the country's growing, the population of the world will keep growing, more and more people will need electricity. How do we save it? What are some things that we can do to not spend as much rule uh, electricity? I like solar. Personally, I think that ought to be a really good way to do it, but I guess there are lots of problems uh, other environmental problems that that causes. It also causes problems because it starts to put electric companies out of business. You become your own electric company. And, uh, you know, everything comes down to jobs, right? When you when you cut anything, you're not just saving money. You're, you're canceling somebody's job at the electric company. Does that make sense? Like whenever we say, oh, we need to cut military spending. Well, maybe we do, but you have to realize that when you cut that spending, you're cutting jobs. Most of the spending is people's salaries people's jobs. And so if you're doing it just to save money, well, maybe you're not saving any money because now some of those people are going to need help from the system or you're going to lose the tax income that they were giving because they had a job. And so it actually begins to cost money. The savings, it's just not that clear. That's how the world works. And uh, I think that's something that's really, really important. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. And uh, are we able to take calls, Wilbert? All right, we're having some technical problems. I keep watching some calls like flash up on the screen now and then, and uh, and I keep seeing that, and I'm going, oh, here, I'm about to take a call, and then I'm not. And I know you have these great ideas. I know that there are fantastic ideas. We might have to try it again, or you can email it right now. We're still getting email because we still have electricity, which you need from email, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. 
send an email with your your bright idea to SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Is it just a matter of shutting off the lights? I know that we save we save power whenever we're not using the air conditioning or the heater. I mean, that has a tremendous impact on our bill more than anything else. But I, I wonder how much can I save? Is there another way? There must be some kind of brilliant idea that is out there uh, for how exactly we can save money. And I know that you know about it because I keep seeing your names pop up on my my screen. And uh, and maybe it's just not the Lord's will that today we find out how to save, you know, electricity. Uh, or maybe we'll find it out later. Uh, but keep trying. I appreciate that. 888-528-2557. Uh, that's going on. My dad used to be, I mentioned before, always would turn off the lights uh, everywhere and uh, and do all of that. And I think as a kid, you don't really understand it. Uh, I used to like to turn all the lights on in the house and crank up the AC and uh, make the house freezing to death. And then dad would come home from work and very promptly turn it all off and say, what is going on here? Why is all of this going on? And I had no idea it was costing money. I just couldn't understand as a little kid why it was so hot in the house all the time uh, during summer break. Uh, And it was. Anyway, do you feel like that? Like when we talk about environmentalism, you know, one of the ideas on our, our program here is to ask the question when we have issues and especially something that's controversial like climate change, especially where there is something that people will get really, um, you know, in disagreement about climate change, um, global warming, uh, different environmental things. I think that most people actually agree that we should be doing something to protect the environment, regardless of what it ultimately means for climate change or other things. Um, And I think that there is something that is wise about this. And part of the things that one of the things we can do in our program is we can ask, okay, so now we've figured out uh, who the idiots are with respect to these issues. Now, what do we do? And I think actually, when we push aside who's right and who's wrong about climate change, I feel like if if Jesus were to come to our our station here and sit across from me, I I would probably let him have my chair, and he could just say, hey, I'd say, hey, uh, Jesus, you know, what's the deal with climate change? Uh, is it, is, are human beings causing it or are we causing it more with our tailpipes? Are we, uh, doing more to it or is it just a cycle that happens over time? You know, what is it that we're looking at and what's really true? At the end of the day, Jesus would tell us what is actually true. But then I think he would say, now, what are you going to do? Because once we figured it out, don't we still have an obligation to take care of the world we're in? Don't we still have an obligation to make sure that we're not polluting the skies. 12,000 deaths, that's what the Hill says, right here in California because of air pollution. I didn't know that till today. And I guess it makes sense, but I didn't know there was some kind of statistic about it. I think Jesus would say, you got to care for these people. you got to figure out these problems and be great stewards and don't worry about the political implications. He would probably tell us the world is not going to end because of climate change. He's going to tell you, you know, I gave you a whole book that tells you how the world's going to end. I have a book that tells you exactly how everything is going to turn out. And uh, I think he would say that. But then I think he would say, you go out and you represent the kingdom of God in the way you relate to other people, in the way you treat the environment. Uh, I think we ought to recycle more in a serious way, not in an unserious way, not in the, uh, we call it aspirational recycling. Did you read this a while ago that we learned that uh, apparently we send a lot of our plastic recyclables to uh, a Chinese company, and uh, apparently they're just dumping it in the same hole as the rest of the trash. So we're not really recycling. 
And it's called aspirational recycling. It's the idea that we, we think that we're recycling. We think that this is a good idea. And so we participate. And then we go to the stores that have the different trash cans, you know, for recycling. And there's the plastics and there's the regular food and then there's the waste. And you see that in a lot of stores. But sometimes there's just one bag underneath there. Sometimes there is just something underneath. And you're all thrown in the same bag. So it's you feel like you've recycled, but you actually haven't done it. I think we need to do better. I think, and the reason I like recycling is because it's something that we can actually do. We're not trying to invent a technology out of thin air that doesn't exist. There is something that we can do. Uh, and I'll bet that that has something to do with energy production. All right, uh, 888-528-2557. I do see your calls coming up. We are having technical problems, so I thank you for uh, trying to reach out. I know that you have great ideas. If we get it fixed, we'll come back uh, to this because I want to hear how it is that you save energy. And I think that's going to be important for us as we head into a summer where we're headed into a difficult time, I think, when it comes to uh, both water and energy. And um, I think we can help each other out. Um, by the way, we are having our pastor's appreciation breakfast tomorrow, and I've been talking about that for a while. I went to the San Diego one this morning, and it was great. It was great to be there. I'm looking forward to being uh, with uh, pastors and church leaders and first responders at the KKLA Pastors Appreciation Dinner or Breakfast. I keep calling it dinner. It's a, it's a breakfast. Uh, it's in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning. So be there at 8 o'clock, the Hyatt Regency of Orange County. And what you need to do is go to kkla.com to register now. And uh, you can, if you aren't a church leader or somebody who works for a church or a first responder, but you know somebody who is, go to kkla.com, click on that link, and send that link to somebody who you know who is. And that would be a great thing to do. It's a great opportunity for refreshment, for encouragement for your pastor. And for those of us at KKLA, we just get to say thank you uh, for what you do. We got to do that at KPRZ in San Diego this morning, and it was a blessing, a blessing to be there. Guest speakers, Pastor Alan Jackson, who you hear on the station every day. And uh, it's a really good time. Go to kkla.com for that and to learn more about so many different ways that we can connect. All right, I'm going to take a break. This is Southern California Live. We'll be back in just a few moments. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you. Monday. It's not Monday. What is day? Wednesday. Wednesday, May 11th. And it's good to be with you here from beautiful Southern California. What a beautiful day it is outside. Great to be with you. And uh, you know what? Here, I got a message. I got a message for Donna. I see that you keep calling. Our phones aren't working right. All right. So, Donna, we see you. And uh, others of you, I see your name coming up on the screen, but we're having some technical problems with the phones. And uh, so that's not happening. You know, it's funny because you, you see the calls, and I know that you've got a lot to talk about, uh, not just you, Donna, but everybody who's calling uh, about electricity. Here's what you can do. You can send an email to SoCalLive at KKLA.com, and if I get that uh, in time, we can put your, your ideas on the air when we do that. And uh, maybe we'll get the phones fixed in our, our uh, last section here, or maybe not. So we'll keep talking about uh, some other things that are, are going on in the world uh, but I definitely want to get your ideas. If we don't get the phones, maybe we'll do this subject uh, another day because I think uh, I bet you have a lot of ideas. I learned a lot when we asked our listeners to chime in about how they save water. I thought that was very, very helpful. And maybe there are some ways that we can help each other out on the electric uh, side of it. Um, and uh, maybe we'll um, you know, have some ideas about how, how to uh, save money on your phone bill. You, know, My wife, who is brilliant, by the way, in so many different ways, 
But she's the kind of person who will call up companies and say, you're charging us too much. And then they say, we're charging everybody that much. And she'll go, well, how can you, you need to charge us less? And then they do. Um, and uh, that's one way to save some money. If you need to save some money, I need to send her into the gas station to see if she can uh, negotiate that price down a little bit. I bet that she can't. Uh, I shouldn't say that. I'll bet that she can't. My wife, uh, Christy, you know, when she prays, things happen. And, uh, you know, she'll pray very specifically. It bothered her years ago. I had this old junky car and uh, I used to leave. It didn't have air conditioning in the car. And I left the windows down, not a lot, but, a, you know, a little crack just to keep it because we get so hot in that car whenever I have to get into it. And uh, she didn't like it, though, because she thought if it ever rained, then the rain just going to pour in the car. And uh, one day she says she got tired of me leaving the windows down all the time. And she goes, I'm going to pray that it rains. And I laid there for a while and I looked outside and it started to cloud up. And I ran out there and I rolled up the windows and sure enough, it rained that day. So uh, ever since then, I, I'm afraid when uh, my wife in uh, her relationship with God says, God, I need you to do me a favor here. Um, maybe she can do that. Uh, some other things that are in the news. Weird story today. Are you getting your ballots in the mail? Uh, and uh, the election is coming up and it's mail ballots. I think it's mail ballots forever now in California. I think that's how that's going to go. And uh, so make sure that you vote. I think that there are people who are like, I don't like the mail ballots for whatever reason, or you're grumpy about some of the ballot rules, or you're worried that things aren't fair and those things, and then what you do is not vote at all. Uh, Don't do that. Actually take the time to uh, research the candidates and uh, vote. Make sure you do it, and don't give your ballot to somebody else to mail. That's completely legal, but don't do it. Um, I'm bringing that up because... Um, ballots were found once again in uh, Norwalk. In uh, Norwalk uh, yesterday, a jogger actually found about 104 ballots just sitting on the sidewalk in East Hollywood. Um, A dog walker finds these ballots there, unopened ballots that are supposed to be in your mailbox, but instead they're in a box just sitting on the ground um, in East Hollywood. Um, Here's what she had to say. I brought my phone with me. I took a video of it. And there was another lady taking a video as well. And I said, look, I I don't feel comfortable with these out here. I don't know why they're here. It's 630 at night. There's no postman working. This is the second time this happened. Do you remember in the last election, the recall election last year, a guy was uh, caught outside of a 7-Eleven. He was asleep in his car and he had 300 and some ballots in his car. Uh where do you get these ballots? I would like to know this. Uh, in a statement, the L.A. County Registrar's Office, Recorder County Clerk, said this. Our office was notified over the weekend of a mail tray found containing approximately 104 unopened, outbound, vote-by-mail ballots and additional mail pieces. Thanks to cooperation of the person who found the ballots, we were able to quickly respond and coordinate the secure pickup of the ballots. As for whether or not ballot tampering occurred, NBC News is reporting that early signs indicate that this was an incident of mail theft and not a directed attempt at disrupting the election. And I, rem- I was reminded of a guy who – the guy who had 300 ballots last year. They – if you f- didn't follow up with that story, he was outside of a 7-Eleven and he was asleep in his car and somebody noticed there's piles of ballots in his back seat. And they called the police. And sure enough, that's what it was. And uh, the suspect was a 34-year-old guy, and he was charged – ultimately, he was charged with bank fraud and identity theft. Uh, And the police department put out a statement saying that the investigators did not uncover any evidence indicating that there was election fraud, but they 
charged him with all kinds of other mail fraud, apparently identity theft and other other stuff. So he was regularly stealing ballots. But I had questions. The questions that I had about all of that, and this is the same question I have now, is, you know, if you have all these ballots, they're all the same. 300 of them that guy had, and whoever dropped these off on the side of the road had 100 ballots. Is did you, Where'd you get those? Where did you got them out of a mailbox like somebody's? Where do you steal them off a mail truck? You know, there's something that, there's some place where you got those. I suppose you could have got it from a mail truck or maybe you work uh, at the Postal Service and you're a crook and you're stealing people's stuff. Um, but, you know, with all of the attention being paid right now to to uh, the potential of ballot fraud and voter ID issues and things like that, this is not the time to be losing ballots in the middle of the street. I mean, it, it just – <laughs> it's not okay. It's just It's just the weirdest thing. And I'm wondering how often are we finding this? And uh, that's one of the problems with with the mail ballot system. I used to work in do you know in political campaigns, and I did a lot of work for registrars of voters. And uh, you would be surprised at how uncontrolled things are sometimes. Not saying that anybody necessarily is cheating, you know, but there's weird things. One time we waited for some precinct that just wasn't coming in, and it was really late at night, and somebody brings in a bunch of ballots in the back of his pickup truck. And what had happened is, is the real, everybody, all the polling places, you go to somebody's garage, right, and you vote, or you go to a school and you vote. Well, those people package up the ballots in these boxes, and then they go to a gathering point, which might be in like a Walmart parking lot or something. And then there's a big truck there for the registrar voters. You pile it on the truck, and then it takes the ballots in. And there's a process for all of this. There's a way that you keep track of the ballots, and you try to keep them secure. You never leave them in charge of just one person. A lot of different things like that. And so this truck is late. It's not coming in. And suddenly one guy, like in his uh, Nissan pickup, shows up with a bunch of ballots, thousands of ballots in his back back of this truck. And everyone's looking at him going, nothing about this is okay. Now, when they counted those ballots, there didn't seem to be any irregularities. The vote uh, didn't change any votes. You know, it didn't seem to be any different one way or the other. But, uh, and, you know, this guy's driving around town with a bunch of your votes in the back of his uh, of his pickup truck. How often does this happen? I bet this happens more often than you think. I bet this happens, this kind of thing happens quite a bit. And why is it that... Twice now, the last two elections, we find a bunch of ballots. Uh, is there something funny going on? And uh, somebody chickens out and they drop them? Um, it probably is the mail theft. I guess that happens. People try to get your credit cards and other things in the mail. Uh, but uh, I think we should watch that. If it keeps happening, we keep seeing ballots just floating around, we got to do something about that. I'm not a, the reason I'm not a fan of the mail ballot is this. is I actually like it that everybody can vote. Uh, to make that easier for people to vote, I think that is good. I've got there are better ideas. I think a better idea is instead of having one voting day on a Tuesday, I think you should have like and right now we do really you can vote early, but we should make it more official. And there should be like a week from Tuesday to Tuesday you can vote, and you can go in on a Saturday and vote all day. It gives people a lot more time to actually do that. Sometimes if you don't vote, is because that Tuesday was just a bad day for you, and you couldn't make it. Uh, you were out of town, but you didn't know you'd be out of town, so you didn't get an absentee ballot. So mail ballots kind of help with that. It gives you a lot of time to to put that in. But if it's not secure, if it's just going to create controversy or more of an opportunity for theft or fraud, then it's not working. Uh, I don't think that uh, 
asking people for their ID is something that is somehow bad or marginalizing uh, to people? Because I think there's another solution. Every polling place in the country has something called provisional ballots. And all these laws, you know, that are getting controversial or the laws that aren't passing about voter ID, um, you could ask for an ID and then have a provisional ballot. So if you don't have an ID, you, you sign the thing, you make it a felony, and you say, I swear that I'm who I say I am. And you collect the box, yes, I know it's a felony. Uh, you can have them in multiple languages. There's so many ways to do that. And then somebody ought to start a nonprofit to help those people who don't have their ID to get an ID. I don't think there's millions of people who are living without an ID who are just coming out of the shadows every couple of years to vote. They don't have bank accounts. They don't have cell phones. They can't travel on planes. They can't do anything. Um, but they definitely want to vote. There's not a bunch of people. But there are people who... Um, maybe elderly people whose IDs are expired and they stopped driving and they didn't realize they need to go get a, a state ID now. Um, and that's another funny thing. It's like, well, you're, well, Scott, your license is expired, so we no longer believe you're who you say you are. You can't, you know, you got to get your new, new ID. Uh, I think there are easy ways around it. In, in communities where you see sometimes on the news, maybe you've experienced this in your community where there's long, long lines to vote. Um, the problem isn't voter ID or other stuff. The problem is incompetent people with your county who don't have enough polling places. Nobody should stand in line for hours to vote. I see this every year when you have voting on the news, certain places where people are in line for five, six hours. That's absurd. And that is a hindrance to voting. That does, you know, uh, keep people from voting. It really does. Why would you stand in line six hours? I mean, you got to, people aren't going to do that so often. Uh, it's terrible. The, the solution is the mail ballots could be a solution if you could do that safely. But the real solution that most places do is you just have more polling places and you have your county people get on the ball and do that. Uh, that could be done. See, there, are, and that, that relieves all of the argument. The argument about this is unfair or this, this disenfranchises one group or the other. Like most issues, there are solutions that are pretty simple. The reason we're not doing it is because the politics around those issues raises money. Okay, for each side. And uh, if you solve the issue, then people running for office can't raise money off the emotionalism of that issue. And so, therefore, nobody solves it. Uh, We need to demand that they solve these issues. This is ridiculous. Um, And it would bring truth and more security to the system and a system that is under attack, uh, a system that does have flaws, whether they've been exploited or not. We all know they have flaws, and here we are, the second election in a row right here in L.A. where a bunch of ballots are just lying on the side of the road or in somebody's car. Uh, Not good. All right. We uh, still can't take your calls, but I see your calls up on the screen. Would love to hear what you have to say, but uh, hold on your your thoughts. Send an email to SoCalLive at KKLA.com, and I might be able to respond that way. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. We'll be back in just a couple of moments. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live, our last segment here together on this fine Wednesday afternoon. I hope that you are enjoying your drive home. I always enjoy the drive home better when it's such a beautiful day like today. Or if you're getting ready to go home, you got something to look forward to. Maybe you're getting ready to go to work. Your schedule is upside down that way. Well, either way, we're glad that you are listening with us today and a part of our program. And, you know, as we finish off this segment here, I'm looking at a couple other news stories. We were talking about the uh, uh, ballots that were found in, in uh, Norwalk yesterday and um, and and uh, different things coming up with the elections coming up. There's a recall election 
uh, a recall attempt to try to recall DA George Gascon. And uh, that is picking up steam. It has about 10% of the the signatures that are, uh, let's see, it's got actually more than that. It's got quite a bit of the signatures needed to put that on the ballot. And uh, if you're not aware of that, our DA in, in, uh, in Los Angeles is uh, frustrating to a lot of people, including his fellow DAs, the Association of Deputy District Attorneys, the people who work for him. Uh, the collective bargaining group uh, for more than 800 deputy district attorneys in the county voted in support of the recall effort. 98% of uh, the people voting voted in favor, and 83% of the available people to vote voted. 98% of people working in the district attorney's office would like us to recall uh, the district attorney, and it's because he's not prosecuting uh, crime. And, you know, there's a lot of issues related to that. There are problems with... uh, um, keep too many people in prison and people in there for longer sentences that should be, or maybe some people with nonviolent crimes who should be dealt with in other ways. There's a lot of good ideas and uh, things out there. Um, But uh, what's happening is people who commit violent crimes are not being charged. Case in point, uh, Dave Chappelle's attacker. So last week, remember Dave Chappelle, the comedian, was attacked at the Hollywood Bowl, and uh, his onstage attacker if you watch that video you know he gets tackled pretty hard it's a it's a guy who gets up on the stage and tackles him now at the uh at the it was not will smith um the he and he gets uh hit pretty hard this guy who gets up on the stage they have security people have to walk through metal detectors and people even tell you to they do something with your phones right they make you hide your phones because they don't want you filming the act and then putting it out there because it's being recorded for netflix or whatever and so there's copyright reasons and they they really take care to make sure that people can't do that yet this guy was able to get uh in and not just get in but get on stage and now he's being charged and he's this guy had he didn't just get up there and tackle him this guy had a knife he had some kind of weird knife that I guess it looks like a gun, but it's actually a knife comes out of the barrel or something. You know, so question number one is how did that guy even get in there with that? You know, that's a good question. There's a, there's a, an Instagram account from the TSA. It's worth following. And they post every week, all the stuff that they pull off of people at the TSA. If you ever think those people don't know what they're doing or it's a a waste of time, they're pulling loaded weapons off of people all day long. All kinds of things they pull off of people in that security line. It's and they posted on there. There used to be a guy who was really funny about it, and he passed away, unfortunately, on, on, you know, and it wasn't expected. So people were pretty sad because he was a very popular account. Somebody's doing it now. It's gotten better again, but they take off knives, all kinds of weapons, and one of the big things that they take off people are batarangs. Do you know what that is? Batarangs are these little boomerang things that Batman uses. And apparently people buy these at comic book conventions and other places, but they are actually a weapon. You know, they're made, they're made out of weapon, you know, of metal. And you could throw that at somebody on a plane and knock them out. And so do not bring your batarangs on an aircraft and do not bring them to the Hollywood Bowl. Well, this guy, anyway, at the Hollywood Bowl, he's able to get in and get up on stage and he could have killed him. He could have killed Dave Chappelle. That might have been his goal. And uh, they tackled him and got him out of the way. Well, Dave Chappelle, according to NBC, is very unhappy that the DA will not charge this attacker with a felony. And it doesn't just affect Dave Chappelle. It affects any performer. And I would say that affects pastors, right? It affects anybody who might be up in front of people in any stage. You know, are you safe? If we're not going to charge people who are attacking you with a deadly weapon, 
what are we going to do? He won't prosecute the case as a felony. So the weird thing is that it gets prosecuted as a small misdemeanor. And it means that when he goes to court, he's going basically to traffic court. You ever go to traffic court, you get a speeding ticket or something, you got to go to traffic court. Uh, you're going to go to traffic court with this guy who attacked J- Dave Chappelle with a, a knife gun. And uh, I guess what's going to happen is he's going to have to go to traffic school to uh, work it out. You can do the uh, eight-hour online, of, you know, how to avoid a felony count traffic school. And uh, right, yeah, you have to use the right hand signals before you tackle somebody. You have to uh, – there's probably a whole bunch of rules for uh, making it not a felony to attack somebody with a knife while they're performing. And that's what's driving people crazy uh, about our justice system right now. I think everybody agrees that, that changes need to be made. But to actually not prosecute people uh, for doing very seriously dangerous things, which leads to other crimes, which, by the way, is biblical – I don't know if you realize this, but in the book of Ecclesiastes, the writer Solomon talks about justice and injustice a lot. And he talks about how we live in a world where things are just not going to be fair. And he addresses this in Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 11. He says, when the sentence for a crime is not quickly carried out, people's hearts are filled with schemes to do wrong. Think about that for a minute. This is a 3,000-year-old book. When the sentence for a crime is not quickly carried out, people's hearts are filled with schemes to do wrong. That's what we're experiencing. The reason that you can, uh, all the drugstores and targets are closing in San Francisco is because people are not being charged for crimes when they go in there and they clean it out. I mean, you can clean out a CVS in a few minutes and you can just go to the next one the next day. And that's what's happening. And Solomon points out that this this is kind of the way of the world in a way, that, that sometimes justice is just not carried out. Verse 12, although a wicked person who commits a hundred crimes may live a long time, I know that it will go better with those who fear God, who are reverent before him. He starts to make this point that if it's really bugging you, if you're getting really kind of uh, steamed because of uh, the injustice that's there or whatever it is that's uh, driving you nuts, one of the great things about Ecclesiastes is he says, you know what, that's real life. And we should expect that people's hearts are going to be filled with schemes to do wrong if the proper sentence isn't carried out. And then he says, but you know what, whatever the case may be, that person who does really bad things, that violent criminal, they might live a long time. That doesn't seem fair either, does it? But then he says, I know it will go better, meaning life will go better for those who fear God, who are reverent before him. Verse 13, he says, yet the wicked, because the wicked do not fear God, it will not go well with them and their days will not lengthen like a shadow. And he starts talking about this justice, in this lack of justice in the world. He says, there is something else meaningless that occurs on the earth. The righteous who get what the wicked deserve and the wicked who get what the righteous deserve, this too, I say, is meaningless. He doesn't seem, when he says meaningless, he's not saying that it's not something of meaning. It obviously means something. But he's saying, you know what? Don't let it control your life. He's saying, don't let yourself get so upset about this that you get distracted from the things that you're really meant to enjoy because part of a fallen world is there will be injustice. And it's not to excuse injustice. It's not to say that that's okay. We shouldn't just, you know, tip our hat to it and say, well, that's just too bad. That's the way the cookie crumbles. That's not what he's saying. He's saying that you should do everything against injustice. You should work hard toward that. But at the end of the day, Certain things aren't going to work out. And then look what he says here. 
Verse 15, he says, so I commend the enjoyment of life because there is nothing better for a person under the sun than to eat, drink, and be glad. Then joy will accompany them in their toil all the days of the life God has given them under the sun. He is not telling you to uh, eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. But he is telling you, you know what, eat, drink, and be merry because we, we serve a loving God. We serve a God who is in charge. We serve a God who loves you. We serve a God who, in his case, has promised a Savior. In our case, we know who that Savior is. And we know that our best days are ahead of us. And a great message. You know, when we talk about voting and we talk about energy crisis and we talk about several of the things that we talked about this hour that are just stuff going on in our culture and we say, what do we do about it? You know, we might be able to do some things about it. I think we can do some things to um, deal with the environment, to deal with energy problems, to make our voting more trustworthy. All of those things. I think we can do those things. I think we should. But at the end of the day, those things are not that important. That's why he says basically meaningless. He says, so enjoy your life. Can I leave you with this bit of advice? I'll leave you with this advice once in a while. But I think it's such a good one, especially if there's just a lot of bad news around. It's this. Do not let what you cannot control take away the joy that you can have today. Do not let the things that you can't change, do not let the things that you are not in control of, take away the joy that you can have right now. Find something joyful to do. It's Wednesday. You're halfway through your week. Find something tonight that's joyful. Eat something that tastes good. You know, take some time to uh, enjoy a good book. Go for a good walk. It's such a beautiful day and it's not too hot yet and the heat is coming. Enjoy the fact that you live here in Southern California and it's magnificent. You can do all kinds of things to just enjoy this moment and enjoy it with the Lord. Enjoy it with your family or our friends, take the time to do that because that's the that's where the meaning of life is. That's where we get things that are truly meaningful. And all these other things that need to be fixed, they're going to be there. They're going to be there tomorrow. You can work on it tomorrow. But take some time today to enjoy your life, to enjoy your life under the sun, to eat, drink, and be glad because you can. And then joy will accompany you all the toil of all the days of your life that God gives you. That's Bible. That's a 3,000-year-old passage right there, and it's pretty good, pretty good for our life today. Hey, everybody, thank you for joining me today on Southern California Live. We're on every day from 3 to 5, and uh, really appreciate you. Sorry we couldn't get to your calls today for some technical reasons, but we will get to you uh, tomorrow or on Friday. We're looking forward to being with you every single day from 3 to 5 right here from KKLA and KPRZ in San Diego. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow at the Pastor's Appreciation Breakfast. We'll see you again. God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.